You're listening to episode four of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast, and I'm just so excited about today's guest that uh, I get to bring to you, and her name is Holly Petrus, and she is the creator, owner, and operator of Brecky Bowls Maui, and I actually met Holly uh, at Brecky Bowls last year and absolutely loved her. She she just had this, this light about her that really stayed with me. And I absolutely knew that I I had to talk to her again. So as soon as I started this podcast, she was the very first person on the list that I wanted to talk to. So Holly is a fitness guru, a life enthusiast, which really shines through on this podcast. And she runs Brecky Bowls on the island of Maui in Hawaii. She's originally from upstate New York, and she has been in Maui for about six years and has just manifested and taken action and done all of these incredible things to get to where she is. And she has really big goals and big things coming up that I can't wait for you to hear more about. So let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a Room to Grow podcast. And I know I say this every time, but we have somebody so special today. Uh, her name is Holly Petrus, and she is the CEO and founder of Brecky Bowls in <laughs> Maui. And Brecky Bowls is this incredible food truck that uh, we visited last year. When we went, we just came across it kind of randomly, and we absolutely loved it. And Holly made such an impression on me in the two to three minutes that we chatted that it has stuck with me for months and months. And I knew I had to have her on the podcast because she's just an incredible woman. So Holly, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so pumped to share your story because the more I have learned about you, just the, the more I have been impressed and blown away and you just, you walk the walk of what you talk about online and I just love it. So tell us a little bit about your personal story, kind of how you ended up uh, making the move from Maui, since I know you're not originally from there, and just how Brecky Bowls came to be. What, what's Brecky Bowls about? All this great stuff. I'd love to hear all the details. Yeah. So before Brecky Bowls, before Maui even, um, I grew up in upstate New York, a really small town. And when I say upstate, I mean like six hours above New York City. So we're <laughs> upstate like you know, where cows outnumber people. And that's, that's a real fact. Almost up Um, here in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. uh, You know, uh, a blue collar, hardworking family, and they instilled that in me from birth. You know, if you want anything like Holly, you, you go get it and you work hard for it. And I also grew up with a mindset that you, you go to college, you find your man, you get married, have children and you work your job and that's it that's life but that never felt right to me so I cruised through college and I graduated and still living a couple of years post-grad and trying to you know still figure it out I'm working in a uh, event center and managing the bar there I'm working 
I'm flipping homes with a real estate buddy of mine. Like I am all over the place, just doing, 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 just trying to figure it out. And one time, it was, geez, about six years ago now, this real estate friend of mine comes to me and he's like, hey, we got a couple coming in from Big Island, Hawaii, for 10 days, and they need help flipping their three-story home. Can you help them? And I was like, yeah, of course. And it ends up that their home was only a couple blocks away from where I was living currently, or excuse me, at the time. So and just the instant that I met, their names are Ken and Sue, and just immediately we kind of fell in love with each other. Like we just, like their mom and dad that I had in Hawaii, you know, and um, we just worked really well together and they appreciated my work ethic and they just, but like at the end of the 10 days since, they were like, hey, if you ever want to live and work in Hawaii, you just keep in touch with us. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I was from a kid, like Hawaii was never on my radar. My mom was never on my radar. And then I got thinking about it and talked to my mom about it. And she cried a lot. Even my dad cried. And I was like, well, I think I'm going to go. You know, I think I'm going to pursue this. And I think there's opportunity for me. And so months went by and I just, kept thinking about it and then came a time where I was like all right well I'm just gonna contact them again and just pull the trigger and lo and behold I made the decision to move within three weeks of of flying you know bought my plane ticket and three weeks I was out and my mom came with me for the first five days and we had three main things we wanted to take care of get a house get a car and fill out the paperwork for for work you know, and so we got all those things nailed out. We did that, all that stuff. And then, um, then it was time to work and it was time to immerse myself on this island. And, and then it all kind of hit me all at once. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm really doing this. You know, I was 23 at the time and absolutely fearless. I could take on anything. I can do anything. But then now I'm 5,000 miles away from home. You know, I never lived outside of New York. I never really traveled outside of New York until I came here. So. I just had my heart wide open and my eyes wide open for just opportunity to come my way. And um, so I worked this event job and I worked up the ladder, this corporate company where we would go from, you know, the Four Seasons, the Grand Wailea to all these fancy hotels to put on big corporate dinners or um, beach day events or what have you for Fortune 500 companies. So the incentive programs that come out here. And uh, I was to work really hard and sometimes not sleep for a couple of days at a time. And I just kept thinking to myself, man, this just this isn't it. Like, I, there's more for me. I have this. There's more. Like, I have more to give and I have more light to share to people. Like, I have to figure out a way to do that. And I have to get back in touch with my passions in life, my passion for fitness and and wellness and nutrition and all those things and so I just kind of kept gliding and kept striding through life and just kept doing 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 like I'm used to and got back into bartending and then got slowly back into the golf industry as uh actually played golf in college oddly enough for four years and um so got back into that and got into teaching juniors and worked at a couple hotels and still like every time I showed up for work I was like Slowly and slowly, I felt like dying inside, and I couldn't quite identify it then as well as I could now that it was just like I just emotionally couldn't show up for work, 
you know, physically there, but kind of just still a robot, knowing that there was something greater out there for me. And um, I don't know, one day it just came over to me that I'm just like, I can't not work for anybody anymore. I can't physically do this. I can't emotionally do it. I can't mentally do it. So I'm just going to take some time away. And I'm not going to put a time cap on it. I'm just going to go have a manifestation period and just figure this out. And um, so it ended up being eight months that I didn't work. And my, I don't think my parents actually know this. <laughs> so um, eight months out of my life, I took just basically cruising Maui, where I would go surf and surf and surf and just like just try to find the answer. And uh, one day I was out in the waves and just sitting there waiting for the next set. And I turned around and I saw like a wooden trailer structure drive by. And I was like, holy crap, that's it. Like I need to do something in a, in a food truck. Prior to that, I was thinking, okay, I want to open up like some sort of smoothie bar. But I'm not so sure if I have the commitment to have a storefront. And I'm not so sure if it's going to be good enough that I'm going to make it and be able to pay my bills in the storefront. But I want to have something that's, you know, fueled on passion, obviously, and something that's oriented with fitness and nutrition. And I want to have all of my passions in alignment. And then, like I said, I saw that structure go by on the roadside, and I was like, okay, yeah, food trucks. Super little overhead, and I can try out my recipes. I could start small and grow it organically and see where it goes, you know? So that was. Let's see, the, the, it's the middle part of 2016, so around summertime, June, let's say June. And um, then I finally started, you know, writing out the recipes. I came up with a name, Brecky, and spelt it with an IE. It's, my name was spelt with an IE. But Brecky, we would always call acai bowls as like our post-surf treats. So let's go get some Brecky every time we got out of the water. So when it came, push came to shove, and I had named this, that's kind of the only thing that really stood out to me. And um, so Brecky Bowls is the name, and I kept writing it out, and I'm like, man, that sounds silly. No one's going to grab onto that, but we're going to roll with it. You know, it's on my tax ID. I have everything, like, Brecky Bowls it is. So I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of backwards. Like, I have everything behind the scenes prepped out, but I have no physical structure to sell out of. And I kind of started drawing out what I think it, what I thought it would look like. And it was always this wooden, organic, earthy looking trailer. And it was always a little small guy, you know, tow behind trailer. And, you know, I had a bunch of uncles that vowed that they would help me build the thing. And what it was all a bunch of talk. No one was like actually doing anything. So about a month passed and I was like, uncles, guys, we gotta, we gotta get our crap together. We gotta go and get this thing started like I gotta I gotta get back to work I gotta be of service to people and uh, so we went to Home Depot one Thursday afternoon I'll never forget this day and um, rolled in there bought our bare frame steel trailer five by ten towed behind and um, brought it back home and I was like okay we'll go get the lumber and we'll we'll start the and it's a good thing we didn't buy all the lumber and everything that day because that later that night at 10 o'clock, I'm strolling through, scrolling through Craigslist. And one minute ago, this 
people trailer that I'm currently in now was posted on Craigslist. And I was like, holy crap, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's just, you take one step and the universe is going to like kind of grab onto you and, and tell you you're going the right way. So um, I was the first one to obviously call on it. I saw it right off the bat and they honored the, the, um, honored that I was the first one that called. They gave me first bids on it and we went back and forth on pricing and they finally took my offer and I pulled it home a couple days later and sat in the driveway for a few days and I'm like, well, holy crap, I guess this is really happening. And I renovated it and redid the floors and redid the inside and added some appliances to fulfill my needs to run the business as far as refrigeration and storage goes. And then I got my health inspection a couple weeks later. And shoot, I always tell everybody it was just it's a sprint turn marathon, you know, and I'm just trying to keep up. I love that. Um, as far as, yeah, yeah. And one part I did leave out was the location process and why I'm so hidden and why it's such an obscure location. But there is obviously a reason. And one of those being that Maui isn't the most easiest spot to put a food truck. Like it's not like mainland or it's not like Oahu or Kauai where you can just pull over on the side of the road and sell. It's a little more strict over here. So I was a little I was a little confused and a little wary about where to put it and I was a member at the gym Maui at the time and they're basically mom and dad as well. Like, hey just pull it up behind the gym. What's it gonna hurt? You know, just feed your ohana here, your family here and let it grow organically slowly, which is my intention to begin with. And I was like, okay, great idea. And then, you know, sure enough, I mean, you were a guest with me at one point, it just took off, you know, Yelp helped Google, all those things. And it just turned into something really beautiful. I'm very grateful for. Oh, I love yeah. that. And, and it's funny too, because I think I did actually find you on Yelp because I wanted to get as many Bibles as possible while we were in Hawaii because they're, you know, always the best there. And uh, we were staying in, in Kihei. And I think that, uh, I Googled like Bragi or um, uh, bowls in the area. And I think the Yelp uh, was the first thing that popped up and, and you were at the very top of the list. And I'm like, well, she's like five minutes away. We need to go check this out. <laughs> oh, and it's awesome. You, I actually love your location that it's a little bit more private, like it, it, because it makes you almost uh, a destination too. Once people hear about you and now people are hearing about you all over the world before they're ever even in Hawaii, that you are a destination. People are coming to Hawaii going, okay, well, how far am I from Buckyballs? <laughs> I know, Emily, it blows my mind that these, like you said, people from all over the world, people in Hong Kong, they have this place bookmarked or they read my blogs or whatever it is. And I'm just like, that is so cool. You know, the outreach is amazing. The web thing, just social media is amazing. Yeah, it's just incredible. It really is. The age of the internet has just brought so many incredible gifts for sure. And one thing that always has, um, well, first of all, I mean, there, there's so much to pull from there. One common thread that I, I find, I, I, I talk to so many entrepreneurs and I hear this from almost all of them is basically jumping before you, you feel ready. And that seems to be oh. such a common theme between everyone. I know I've gone through that myself and, and I never considered myself to really be much of a risk taker at all until I got into business and then it kind of just becomes a practice of discomfort where you go, okay, well, I, I, it's sort of do or die. I'm just going to have to jump and make it work. <laughs> mm 
Exactly. I tell people all the time, being comfortable with being uncomfortable all the time. You know, it's never, yeah, it never comes easy. Yeah. It's worth doing. Exactly. Just that level of discomfort. And you mentioned manifestation as well. Can, and I, I know that uh, I've heard you talk about this before and, and um, you, you talk online too, sometimes about manifesting like manifestation journals and, and stuff like that on a regular basis. Can you sort of explain what manifestation means for you and how you've gone about it? Because you've, it obviously seems like you believe really strongly in it and you've gotten results from it. And if you're willing to share, what are some of the things that, that you're maybe currently working on manifesting for the future too? Okay. Well, yeah, manifestation, clearly, like you said, it's been a very vital and important part to this brand and my business. Um, I just feel, I feel like it's a safe place. It's a safe space where you can be brave with your thoughts, with your wildest ideas and your dreams, your aspirations, um, you know, to really paint a picture of your life in vibrant colors where there's no boundaries and no limits and you just yeah you just think and you dream you know be a dreamer for a minute um so at the very beginning i think i touched on earlier about the manifestation of while i'm in the water and i saw that cart go by and i always saw like a wooden organic structure that was you know phase one of the manifestation and then I've always been manifesting growth and then all of a sudden I had a friend of mine that had a builder in town that helped me build the second Brecky Bowls 2 which is still currently sitting in my dry driveway it's not put to work yet but like things like that like oh I really want this and then all of a sudden it's just kind of I don't want to say put on a silver tray because I definitely worked for it but things just come to fruition. Um, and honestly, not to get too kind of psychic on you, but I kind of manifest people that come by Brecky Bowls as well as kind of being in tune with my business. And, and instead of worrying about how busy I'm going to be that day, I always manifest, okay, these are the people that are going to come keep me busy today that I'm going to be able to meet, that I'm going to be able to exchange words with, and then I'm going to be able to kind of spread the awareness of a plant-based lifestyle and, um, you know, the healthy lifestyle and things like that. Um, I've also trying, I'm really manifesting more growth, like I said, and more um, in regards to storefronts and um, franchising. But I think before all that, I need to start manifesting employees because um, <laughs> I'm beyond the point of trying to carry the torch by myself anymore. It's kind of gotten um, a little too big for just me, but you know, hopefully in the very near future, I'll have a couple of gals or a gentleman helping me run this thing. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you're still one woman show. I don't think I even realized that, that, that you don't have uh, anyone really helping you out at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm too stubborn, I guess. And I keep, you know, I've said it for the last year and I probably said it when you were a guest of mine through the window, like, man, I really need to hire somebody. And I, everyone laughs at me because like, girl, you've been saying that forever now. Like, <laughs> when's it going to happen? You know, but it is, it is my baby and um, it's hard to let her go. But I think the busier it gets and the more worn out I get, um, <laughs> it becomes to that point where, okay, I can let this go because growth needs to happen, you know? For sure. Absolutely. And, and the one thing that I think is often a misconception about manifestation is that 
you know, you, you'll write something down and it will just magically come to you. And that's not, I always feel like that misses that key point of addressing how hard you still have to work to make it a reality. So sometimes like, yes, like what you said, you know, that, that Craigslist listing popped up one minute ago and, and you were the first one to see it, which was incredible. But then there's all the work that, that came before that too. So it's, I always feel like it's, it's sort of a manifestation is such a give and take. You and I were talking before we got on uh, the recording about sort of ebbing and flowing. And I feel like manifestation is a really good reflection of that because it, it takes effort to make that manifestation come true. It, it's not just, you know, you snap your fingers and it happens. You still have to make yourself uncomfortable and be open to it and, and put in the work. And then some of these magical things that seemingly come out of nowhere will come to you, but you've actually been working for them for a really long time. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. And one, one thing that uh, I saw in your personal Instagram page that I absolutely loved was that you have at the very top, it says, see me less doing more. And I just felt like mm. that summed you up so perfectly from everything I've learned about you from, uh, as I told you, kind of doing research and, and stalking you online before our, our interview <laughs> and all of those things, like even just meeting you for, for a few quick moments in person and witnessing how you conduct yourself online that just seems so, so spot on for you because you also make a really big point to be always taking action. And like we were talking about before leaping before you're necessarily ready. And I feel like you're really intentional too. Like you make sure to take time to unplug and kind of, you know, do a bit of a digital detox sometimes. What does that kind of end up looking like for you? And, and, can you tell us about that and, and why you make that such a priority and uh, like how that's impacted you and, and, and your business? Absolutely. Unplugging is huge because shoot six days a week. All I mean, from the moment my alarm goes off at three forty one in the morning. And from that moment I am attached to the God forsaken phone and it drives me crazy. Um, but it, it's what keeps my business alive and thriving. So I got to pay attention to it. And, um, Anyway, Sundays are my day, and it's so funny to me. There's, I have guests that come through, Brecky Bowles, oh, you're not open on Sundays. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm a one-woman show. Like, I need that day to just not be here. I love what I do, but being an introvert and an empath on top of that, all these energies really, even Saturday rolls around, like, I am just ready to unplug. And... You know, Sundays, I don't set an alarm. I wake up normally at the same time anyway and just take my time waking up and kind of feel where my body's at. And most mornings, I head up country to Makawao and do yoga and kind of just be there for the morning and then maybe go grab a coffee with a friend and, and just read and do all the things, maybe go surf, just do all the things that I don't normally get to do and do and just be, you know, so oh, important. Awesome. It is. It, it really is so important. And I think that more people are, are starting to realize it, but it can still feel so hard to do. And it's funny you say that too, because um, I so relate to being an introvert. And when you have to, when you, when you're running a business that is either fully online or I mean, for most businesses uh, these days, you have to have at least some sort of online presence. 
it can make you really feel exhausted at the end of the day because it's as though you've been pretending to be an extrovert all day, <laughs> even when that's not actually who you are. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, this, you're, bright, you're a bright, shining light for people and you're just an attractor. And it's just like, sometimes I just, I just want to be me and just be left alone. <laughs> for sure. And it's such an incredible gift to be able to, to do that, but it does pull a lot of energy. And I think that um, unplugging is, is really one of the best ways to restore some of that energy and, and manage your energy in a really positive way. Yeah. And, and trust me, it's a struggle for the first couple of hours of that Sunday to really slow the hell down. Um, and it just, my mind goes back and forth. Like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But it's like, no, this is your day. Just slow down. It's okay. Whatever work needs to be done can be done tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it's that never ending pull to the phone. <laughs> now I have to ask, you said your alarm goes off at 3.41 a.m. Why 3.41? I'm so curious. <laughs> I just, I've always been weird with alarms. Like it could never be a hard 3.45 or 3.40, but 3.41, I leave my house at 3, or excuse me, 4.45. So it gives me a good hour to, you know, read the news, um, just wake up, have my coffee pump out my social media and just get my mind set before I go up and pull the trailer up and before I might possibly hit things because I'm not awake yet, you know, that kind of thing. So just to get centered before I leave the house. I love that. Actually, it's funny because that was also one question I wanted to ask you about was uh, what your morning routine looked like. So is it sort of the same every day or does it like vary a little very, bit? Day? Yes. I'm, I'm very, very much a routine person. And if anything, is out of the order. It's, it's, I go nuts. So <laughs> the alarm goes, I pull the trailer up to the gym, the CrossFit, which is only like a 10 minute commute. So I'm very blessed in that. And um, pulled up there, get it situated. And I actually open up the CrossFit gym and get the music going and set that all up. And, and then I get to blending and I get myself prepped for the day and get everything situated by about 6 a.m. And I used to work out and do the 6 a.m. CrossFit class. And I found myself not being able to sustain the energies to get through the workday. So now I go to my favorite coffee shop. I don't know if you made it to Akamai while you were here. But um, I go down there and spend about an hour and read and drink my, more coffee and, uh, and journal. And, and that's when I manifest the day as well. I think about people that I'm going to see, the impression that I'm going to put on them, and how I can, again, um, awaken people in a sense and, and spread the awareness of this plant-based and healthy lifestyle. Oh, that's, that's so kind powerful. Of yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, yeah. I think it's so important that, that you take that time and that you recognize that too, that, that you were, again, and I, I talked to so many clients about this as well with energy in sort of in terms of like energy management and even mm -hmm. just recognizing what's sort of pulling our energy can be a huge first step that I feel like so many of us miss. Um, I mean, we, we can often yeah. see it in other people happening for other people and, and point it out to them, but it's, it can be much harder to recognize in ourselves. So that's really cool that, uh, that you paid attention to that enough to really figure out what was working for you and what wasn't. I think that's, uh, that's so important. Well, yeah, Emily, you know how important the customer service portion of my business is. And that's the only, I feel it's the only reason why Brecky Bowles has gotten to the point she's at today is because of that customer service and the consistency in the product 
but to make sure my energies are good, I have to, I have to fully be aware. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that's why you stuck with me too. I mean, we stopped by and, and we were literally there for, you know, as long as you took to make the bowls, which wasn't very long. <laughs> and you just stuck with me all these months later. I mean, it's been almost a year and, and uh, I just so admired you. And, and I would absolutely describe you as sort of a, like a bright light. It's it, you just like a really bright light. And I, that's just why I was so excited to, to share your story. Um, I, oh, I I want to talk to you about the importance of nature too. I mean, obviously nature is huge in Hawaii because the weather is incredible year round, but what is sort of your take on the importance of it, especially in response to people who, I mean, you come from upstate New York where there was long winters. I feel like so many people who live in colder climates that are at least, you know, colder, uh, X number of times of, of parts of the year will often use the excuse of sort of, you know, that the weather is shitty or, oh, well, so-and-so lives in Hawaii. It must be nice. So, you know, of course they can have <laughs> the weather and the nature all the time. And so what's your, what's your take on that? Or what would you, how would you respond to people who sort of are coming at it with that attitude? Oh man. Well, for starters, super beyond blessed and grateful to live out here and to be able to be outside you know, and I, I mainly walk around barefoot. I really just like shoes. So that, that to me is everything. If I can go around all day barefoot, I'm a happy lady. And just to be grounded, you know, that makes me feel most grounded. And nature to me, I get a high from it. You know, I, I take these hikes or I surf or whatever it is. And once I'm done doing that activity, like I can feel my body vibrating. And it's just, gosh, it's just, it's a restoration of energy. Again, you know, to get back to our energy stock, it's, uh, Gosh, I don't know. It's hard to put a word on it, but nature—we definitely need that as a cleansing effect, you know. It's powerful. It's really, really powerful. Yeah. And I honestly don't know how I lived 23 years of my life in a climate that I couldn't be outdoors all the time. It's—it's you know? <laughs> it's tough. Trust me. I keep it live. <laughs> ever since I, ever since we came back from Hawaii. I've been basically trying to convince my partner to move down there because I just, I, I really <laughs> love being in that climate. And I just always joke that I don't think I'm built for, for Canadian winters. <laughs> I, yeah. I love them. There are great parts of it, but, and I, I would definitely miss them. I would want to come back sometimes, but to, yeah, if I could live in Hawaii, like 90% of the time, I feel like that would be my ideal. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> And uh, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's not a bad life here. That's all I have to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I can definitely attest to that for sure. And I mean, we've just been yeah. talking so much about kind of self-care in, in general. All these things really come down to, to self-care and uh, just, you know, managing our energy and, and living the best version of ourselves. And so many women tend to put themselves last whether, you know, that comes from putting their, their business or their career, their family, their partner, friends, uh, children, everyone else usually comes first. What are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to sort of caring for yourself so that you can show up as the best version of you for yourself, your business, your, your clients, um, your customers? I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure we've already hit some of them, but is there anything else that, uh, that you can think of? Um, the non-negotiables are the at least hour or two that I get out of the day for either the CrossFit workout or the yoga. 
Like if I don't get that one or two or both in each and every day, um, that's just not, yeah, it's a non-negotiable. Like that has to happen. And I will work around those activities just to make it happen. And um, my friends now kind of understand that that takes a really important role in my life and it's kind of backed off of the social endeavors. And that's, that's the other thing too, is that I spend so much time, not so much time, I mean, six hours of my day, just giving 110% because I'm basically on stage, right? When I'm mm -hmm. working and I'm giving these people everything I have. And, and by the end of that, like I'm social time's over, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I guess I hope that answers the question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I, do, I completely agree. I mean, movement is just so important. And I, I think that it is often still kind of underutilized, even just making sure that, you know, if you getting for a walk every day, something like there just has to be yeah. some movement, because that really sort of stirs the creative juices as well. It helps you to focus better. It, it, it improves your energy, all of those things. And, and it, I feel like it should be a non negotiable for everybody. That's definitely a, a great one. Absolutely. What is your favorite part about Brecky Bulls? My favorite part, and you know, as we keep talking about this introversion and, um, and being an empath, is actually, it's the people. Emily, it's the people I get to meet, like yourself, or people from, like we talked about earlier, all around the world that are just so excited to taste what I have to offer. And uh, it's, a, it's a humbling, and it's just, it blows my mind. Um, every time I get to meet somebody and we've kind of talked, we've touched a little bit about the, the awakening and the awareness of not just the plant-based lifestyle, but just of being conscious. And, and, you know, there's a reason why I do eco-friendly bowls and why they're compostable and why everything's organic and, and, you know, um, yeah, so it's the people and, um, seeing what kind of connection we can make. Oh, I love that. When, when you come from a place of, of service and connection, that's what builds relationships. And that's what builds, you know, customers for life that will then tell all of their friends and, and people, you know, when they're deciding on going on vacation, well, you better go to Maui and you better visit Brecky Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I hear that a lot. You know, I, I always, I ask every single customer, how did you find me? And I would say probably, 50% of the time it's, Oh, my friend was here last week and they told us we absolutely had to come here. Or, Oh, my, my auntie was here a couple months ago and she gave us a list of things to do and you were on it. And I was like, Oh, that is so cool. Word of mouth. Unreal. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I know you mentioned too, that uh, you recently experienced issues with um, the property managers where you usually park your truck every day. So how did that kind of affect you mentally? Because I know that set you back uh, for a few weeks actually. Yeah, it, uh, gosh, this is a, probably the darkest moment that I've had in business where I, for the first time, was like, okay, I'm, this is where the cards are folding in and I'm done. Um, and people thought I was so funny because they're like, hey, you have wheels, you can go anywhere. But I'm like, but no, like, this is, this is my home. Like, I turned a very obscure location into something that People, like you talked, like you talked about earlier, it's a destination. People seek and find it. It's like a little treasure hunt. And I poured my heart and my blood and my sweat and tears into this spot. Like I, I have to fight for it. And six weeks later, 
uh, I got my spot back and it was worth every dark and tearful moment. <laughs> it's just oh, powerful. It's it's really yeah, um that's the only that's the only way I can explain it. It was just dark. Like I just I felt I honestly was depressed and I'll be very open and vulnerable about that. Um I wasn't myself. Like I am my work, my work is me and we're all we're all one, right? And uh to have that taken away from you after working so hard day in and day out for you know, no reason other than just like a business deal. It was uh it was heart wrenching, you know, and, and for the most part things have kind of gone my way. Like there's been some snafus with tires going flat and uh you know, little things like that, but never a huge obstacle that I had to overcome that way. And that really, really made me think, okay, so what else is going on that this happened? And I honestly at that point was kind of overworking myself and I actually found myself kind of just exhausted and would be carrying things and falling on the ground and, and kind of wake up like being in blackout mode, like just crazy stuff I've never really experienced. And I didn't, I'm, I'm a workaholic. So that stuff working hard never really bothered me until it physically started to deteriorate. And I think with this property management swooping in and, and um, giving me a hard time, it all happened in due time, if that makes sense. So yeah. But definitely one of the darkest moments. Well, and then that, that leads me into uh, my next question because you and I talked about this uh, right before we, we started recording as well, was that you got some pretty, you got a pretty exciting phone call. Uh, you said about a week after you were able to move back into your spot. So tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's wild. You know, the ebb and flow, like we've talked about before and the dark and the light and right after that darkness I got a call from HGTV that they wanted to film a little segment on Brecky Bulls and they were in town and they'd be over like on a Sunday and I was like okay I'll roll it out for you on my day off no problem <laughs> so, it was really cool it was just just really nice to get mic'd up and and um show them the Brecky Bull experience and have that on national television in October Oh, that's incredible. Well, I'll be looking for that for sure. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And, and the timing just couldn't be better. That is just amazing. It, it's so funny how, how things do ebb and flow like that. That's such a, a, a common theme that's coming up um, in this discussion. And, and I think it's just so true that, you know, you can be in a really dark place and then it can turn right around all over again um, very quickly before you, you can even expect it. And it's all about just kind of pushing through and kind of continuing to take action the, the, the way we've been discussing as well. Yeah. Always, always staying in it and being intentional. That just will always get you through. For sure. And what about Brecky 2.0? So I know you said it's not out uh, <laughs> just yet, but I'm, I'm so intrigued about how this is going to work for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm giggling because I, I look at the thing. I shouldn't say the thing. I look at her <laughs> every day and I'm like, hey, you know, one day we'll, we'll get you to work. Um, so both of them sit by, side by side back into my driveway and um, it's not completely done. Like we need to plumb it out, but it's electrically um, set up and like held in special, like the littlest things need to be done to it. And I just, like I said, I need to manifest those employees so we can get it down the road. It's just me hindering my own growth. There's nothing like nothing wrong with it. You know, it just needs to happen. And one day 
<laughs> one day Emily, it'll get out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe someone listening to this podcast is going to decide to pick up and move to, Ma- to Maui with the sole purpose of working for you. <laughs> that, would be, that would be so lovely. But it's so beautiful. Like we reused and recycled and repurposed this beautiful cedar wood out of a condo on Mylea. And, and just, I was able to put my mana, my energy into it. And uh, that's what I wanted from day one. You know, like we talked about earlier, um, the, the original Sprecky, I wanted to build on my own, but we ended up buying the structure. And to me, that was so, it was just so rad. And everyone's like, well, now that it's built and you're not using it, like, why don't you just sell it? And I'm like, but I can't, like, that's a piece of my soul, you know, that's, and it, plus it's also the BB brand. Like it's got the, it's the wooden face structure and it's the little square box. Like I can't have that roaming around and not have it be mine, you know? For sure. Well, I, I'm sure I have no doubt that it will end up working out for you. It'll just be a matter, a matter of the right time and the right place. <laughs> exactly. Well, what are you reading right now? I'm always interested in what people are reading or what are some of uh, kind of your, your favorite resources when it comes to books? You know, honestly, I don't read for any type of pleasure or any mysteries or any history or things like that. I read books about like and um, How to Know God is the current book that I'm reading by Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you heard of this book? Have you read it? I haven't read that one. I've read some of Deepak Chopra, Chopra's other books, but I haven't read that particular one. Okay. This one is about, not necessarily about like any specific religion, but it's about how each one of us is on whether we realize it or not, to our higher sense of self. So it kind of takes you through the seven stages of that. And I find it very intriguing. Oh, cool. That's awesome. What are you reading? What am I reading right now? Um, oh, I'm actually reading. I just had to look over at my nightstand. I'm reading uh, two books right now. I'm reading High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. And oh, I also have a, yeah, it, it's a good one. I'm actually really enjoying it. And I'm also reading um, Maybe It's You by Lauren Handel Zander. Um, that's actually my, I have a, a free Facebook group and uh, with a little book club included in it. And that's the, the book that we're reading this month. And she's got little assignments at the end of every chapter. So I'm, I'm trying to furiously journal my way through it, but it's not really the type of thing that can be rushed. Like it's really about kind of like finding your true happiness and, and sort of cutting through all the bullshit and, and, feeling like a victim and, and stuff like that to really get down to get down to business and really creating happiness in your own life. And I'm just loving it. It's, it's very powerful. She's very, very no bullshit. <laughs> just like cutting through all of that and just uh, getting you to, to where you want to be and really making it happen for yourself. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You should, I'll have, I'll send you the link. You, I think you'd probably really enjoy it. It's uh, it's definitely a great read for sure. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we're on the same page with book reading and, and what are, what we're looking for. Definitely. Yeah. I'm always reading like, like business books or, you know, books about kind of like health, wellness, sort of self-help type books, all that type of stuff is definitely, uh, definitely my jam. I do love the occasional, like rereading Harry Potter or something like that, but <laughs> I seem to, to go for the other ones more often. <laughs> yeah. Those days that you're on a Maui beach, you know? Exactly. That's when I'll break out the Harry Potter. (laughs) 
So if you could offer people one piece of advice on how to grow into the absolute best version of themselves, what would it be? Okay. Best piece of advice. This is always a tough question. Cause I want to sound profound, you know, I want to sound like I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this to you, but I think <laughs> that there, there are no secrets, you know, there's no secrets to making anything happen in your life. And I think that, uh, the creation of all things is kind of reducible to one single ingredient and that's intention. And when we're in tune with that intention, things kind of organically unfold for us. And when we slip and slide out of that pure intention, that's when we pull farthest away from ourselves. And um, just living with that intention and living a purposeful and meaningful life just feels good. And it inspires yourself and inspires others. It motivates others. It motivates yourself. And it's an empowering thing. So I think living with pure intention. That would be my best piece of advice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. It's great advice. And, and where can people find you? Like, we will obviously post the actual, you know, <laughs> GPS location of, of people. But where can people find you, you know, online and, and all of the things? <laughs> Which the GPS still gets people lost. I don't know how. Really? Oh, no. Blows <laughs> my mind. Um, but... I mean, the website www.breckyboldsmaui.com, and again, Brecky is with an IE. Um, the Insta handle is Brecky Bowls Maui. Also on Facebook, the same thing, Brecky Bowls, and I think on Twitter, just Brecky underscore Bowls. And obviously, I'm on Yelp and Google, all over the place as Brecky Bowls Maui. Perfect. And then, if if anyone you know is is actually like having trouble finding you. You are right in front of uh, Makina CrossFit. If they want to look up Makina CrossFit, maybe then that's that's easier for them. And, and you're you're parked right there. <laughs> right in front of there. They can always call me too. And my my phone number is out in the public online as the Brecky Bowls line, so they can give out a call. Awesome. So we can always come find you and get some bowls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. When you're on the island of Maui. I love it. That's awesome. Holly, thank you so much. It has just been an absolute pleasure. And I am even more excited post-interview than I was pre-interview. And I didn't think that was possible. So this has just been such a blast. <laughs> oh, awesome. I feel the same. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun uh, chatting with you. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. Can you do me one favor though? Can you take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media? I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, that would make a huge difference. It's really important to have those, those reviews so that we can get the word out there about the podcast, get more amazing guests on and get as much information out there as we possibly can together. Looking forward to growing with you.